Hello again, friends. Have you ever seen a microscope? Well, while most of us may have seen one, even fewer of us have had the opportunity to look through one. And in case you don't know, a microscope is an instrument that makes the image of a small object enlarged. And by doing that, it reveals details too small to be seen by the naked eye. Now, why is this fascinating? Well, because if our eyes were like microscopes, we wouldn't dare sit at some of the places we sit. We wouldn't even touch some of the things and places that we touch. And might I say, we wouldn't ingest some of the foods we ingest. Why? Because suddenly, our eyes would be open to nearly all the bacteria, the germs, etc. that lurk around us. We'd be able to, to some degree, avoid even becoming infected. Did you know that there are other phenomena lurking around us, not visible to the naked, physical eyes? <laughs> I want to share what these are as we look through the lens of God's Word, the Bible. And so today we will focus our brief study under the caption of Sunday's lesson, A Cosmic Struggle. The lesson tells us that the Bible lifts the veil or, or lifts the curtain between the seen and the unseen world. It tells us that there is a struggle between good and evil, between the forces of righteousness and the forces of darkness, between Christ and Satan. Let us take a minute to go back to where the story began, or at least where the Bible records it. In Revelation 12, verse 7 to 9, we are told that war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought but they didn't prevail that is they were not victorious nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer so the great dragon was cast out just in case we are wondering who that is that serpent of old called the devil and satan who deceives the whole world he was cast to the earth, and all his angels were cast out with him. Now verse 12 continues. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Why? Because Satan is cast down. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has but a short time. And so when we look through the lens of God's word, it tells us in Ephesians 6 verse 12 that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You see, friends, the war or the conflict didn't cease with Satan being cast down. It was just the battleground that changed. Why do you think it is that some people believe ideas that are not based in God's revealed will? And, and why do they insist and persist in behaving in a way that God, God's will condemns. It's because their minds are controlled by other personalities, friends. The battleground is in the mind of mankind. The lesson tells us that in this cosmic conflict, God respects our freedom. He respects human freedom. He will never manipulate the will or coerce the conscience. He sends his Holy Spirit 
to convict men and women of divine truth. And that's found in John 16, verse 7 and 8. You see, Paul's letter to the Ephesians, he wrote about this and he even warned of the existence of these principalities and powers that controls the mind. The mind of the unconverted. And if you look at Ephesians 2 and verse 2, it says, Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The darkness of this age is to be attributed to these awful beings. The invisible dimension is infested with them. And so the battle of the mind and the battle for the mind is on. It rages every day, friends, every hour and everywhere. And as inhabitants of earth, we, you and I, are central to it. As a matter of fact, we are in the thick of it. Everything we have, everything we are, everything we do is part of the war effort. It is to occupy our thoughts. It's, it's to direct our very energies. And it ought to be, I want to say, the, the consuming passion of our lives. We are soldiers at war and our warfare is spiritual. The battle is for the mind and only God can liberate it. Oh friends, do you see why we need to be on guard? And to fortify the mind with the word of God. Otherwise, it will fall into enemy hands. But thankfully, God himself has provided us with complete protection. So that nothing the devil throws at us might bring us down. Ephesians 6 and, and verse 11 and, and 13 tells us that all we have to do is to put on his armor. And I'm so thankful that God didn't leave us to fight the battle alone. John 3 and verse 16, everyone knows it. We've said it all the time. But let's think about it for a minute. It says, for God so loved us, so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, should not fall prey to the enemy, but have everlasting life. And that, my friends, is the grand plan of salvation. And when we think about this cosmic struggle between good and evil, there's no moment more central in salvation history than when Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross to save all of humanity. You see, when we look at the life of Christ in the Gospels, we find that Jesus took this aspect of his mission seriously. He lived a life of purpose and Every hour of every day, he was armed with the most powerful weapon against the adversary. He had prayer power. You see, his mission of salvation was to bring us the good news that God's kingdom was at hand. And his ministry of both healing and let's not forget exorcism, it demonstrates clearly that this included Delivering us, God's people, from the actual dominion of demonic forces. Christ prayed consistently, not for himself, but for us. Frail and, and helpless, we are unable to stand against an enemy we couldn't see and couldn't understand. 
And so Christ's prayer of intercession, as recorded in John 17, verses 1 to 26, it spanned time and generations. And though it was for his disciples then, it is still applicable to us today. Friends, Jesus saw through eyes of love and forgiveness how fallible we all are. And like the day that Luke records um, in chapter 22, verse 31 and 32, when, he, when Jesus looked at Peter and, and he said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. In other words, shake your very foundation. But then Christ added, but I have prayed for you. I have interceded for you, that thy faith fail not. And you know what, Simon? When you are converted, strengthen your brethren. In other words, when you have been secured, when you have been anchored in the truth, pray for, intercede for your fellow brethren. You see, friends, like Jesus, we all need to intercede for others. And like Peter we all need someone to intercede on our behalf. The songwriter says, I need the prayers of those I love while traveling o'er life's rugged way that I may true and faithful be and live for Jesus every day. I want my friends to pray for me to bear my tempted soul above and intercede with God for me. I need not want. I need the prayers of those I love. Why? Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, Paul tells us in Ephesians 6 verse 12. And when you think about flesh and blood here, it's used to emphasize that a person is a physical living being with human emotions or frailties. That's not what we're wrestling against. We're wrestling against something that's abstract. Spiritual, that's what the message is in the Bible. We are not at war with our neighbors. <laughs> we are not at war with that mean co-worker. We are not at war with that disrespectful driver who, who almost caused an accident and then delivers an expletive as he or she passes by. Mm -mm. We're not fighting adulterers. We're not fighting pop stars. We are not fighting scammers. We are not in conflict with any man or woman. No, we are wrestling against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Do you know what it means? It means we are soldiers in a spiritual warfare. Like a regular soldier in the battlefield, we are armed and alert both day and night or every awakening thought is consumed and concerned with the conflict in which we are engaged let me ask you would you take a television your smartphone your laptop or ipad in the middle of a battlefield and spend hours navigating while the battle rages and wages around you no why because there may be an encounter with the enemy at any moment. Similarly, being in this cosmic struggle demands that we are all the time alert. It is our life. We are soldiers at war. 
everything is difficult and dangerous because it's a battle. Paul says we need to be strong. We need God's strength for the conflict because our warfare is spiritual. Take a moment, friends. Look through the microscope and tell me what you see. And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God has willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fell him. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. God bless you.